hard to say the things I want to say the most. Find a little bit of steady as I get close. Find a balance in the middle of the chaos. Semi lost, semi high, semi never demi god. I remember walking in the cold of November, hoping that I make it to the end of December. 27 years in the end of my mind, but holding to the thought of another time. But looking through the ways of the ones before me, looking through the path of the young and lonely. I don't wanna hear about what to do. I don't wanna do it just to do it for you. Hello, hello, let me tell you what it's like to be a zero, zero. Let me show you what it's like to always feel, feel like I'm empty and there's nothing really real, real. I'm looking for a way out. Hello, hello. All right, hey now. Hopefully everybody had a wonderful, happy Thanksgiving. Gobble gobble and all that stuff. I ate some stuff. I ate turkeys. Multiple? Yes, sir. One By yourself? Was, yeah, well, I had some help. Oh, okay. One of them was deep fried. I got oh, yeah, yeah. Those leg. are good. Those Pretty are good. Neat. And then, for the first time ever, we smoked a turkey. And I don't mean like you put it in a pipe and smoke it. Like <laughs> you put it in a thing and you put smoke it. it for some hours. All right, all right. And guess what? The, it was good. The smoked one was better than the fried one. That I, I don't doubt. Yeah, it really was. Um, I would have been like, fried is always better. No, not always. No, not always. And I think there's like a like a ancient human response to smoked meats, you know, like cooking something over an open flame and getting that smoke in there. I think yeah. I think the human brain just goes, "Oh, I know what that is." Yeah. And we've been doing that for tens and hundreds of thousands of years at least. Well, they really did well. It had the like awesome like smoke ring and like perfect bark and just I was like, "Well done." Yeah. Yes, yeah. outstanding. Uh, I smoked you a chicken before. Remember them? I do, yeah. and it was neat and all, but like, well, it wasn't a real smoker either. I made it out of a flower pot. Was ours? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. and just so good mm-hmm. all the way through. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, again, not that the 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 chicken was bad at all. No, no, no. This was a powerful smoke flavor. Yeah, I'm sure. And it made it a very good turkey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I never had, I mean, obviously I've gotten packages of meat before that say, Hey, you flavored like smoked turkey, but like, I've never had, Oh, like, like deli smoked, meats. Yeah. But I've never had like actual smoked turkey. And, well, uh, let um, me tell you, friend, it was good. Now you have. Yeah. It was, it was scrum diddlyumptious, I say. Uh, so what the fuck are we here to do today? Review movies for all of you. We have a special Thanksgiving edition, and boy, are we thankful for all the movies we saw this week. And my goodness, well, there there was two of them, but uh, they were good. I tell you, they were real good. Now, if you say, uh, or I'm about to say, we have three reviews for you, and you say, well, I just heard you say you saw two movies. Well, what the fuck? Uh, you're right. Um, there was an incident that had happened last week that allowed us to not record. So we have that Grindelwald review for you this week as well. You just had to wait one week later. And now I hope you are not devastated by that. But according to most, you're not missing much. Or, or to some, you're missing everything. So yeah, we'll get I to think, the bottom of that. I think uh, especially given the time of year, it's, you know, Thanksgiving's a big movie day. Oh, yeah. So it I, has I, become such. It used to be like there'd be a movie come out on Thanksgiving and like some people would go see it. But now like Thanksgiving and Christmas, they put out like five movies uh, on the day. Yeah. Well, like leading I think up it's to become it. a tradition in a lot of families. Yeah, yeah. We went to um, the Ralph a little earlier in the day on Thanksgiving Day and there was hardly anybody there. It's like, oh, maybe this is dying down. And as we were leaving, though, oh, yes. it was Hacked. Oh yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. they, they were still eating at that mm, point. Yeah. In time. Well, and then they came in and bought all that popcorn. Yeah, Ralph was their dessert, sir. Uh, 
Um, so yeah, we will have a review for you for the Fantastic Beasts Volume Two: The Crimes of Grindelwald, uh, played by Mr. Jonathan Depp. Um, he was in the first one, but uh, this one he very got briefly to, yeah. to to really um, feel the role. Uh, some would say they want him to go back to being Colin Farrell because uh, this movie is very polarizing. It's it's a hard hard split. Uh, so I I mean I'll give you my take on it, but I can't. That's one I'm not going to be able to be like, hey, this is a slam dunk. You need to go, and you're going to love this because there is a chunk of people that uh, that aren't loving it. So. Yeah, I don't know. I have a question. Uh, based on what you know, do you think the divide is loyal Potter fans and people who don't really know that one way or the other? Like the people who love Potter and read all the books and seen all the movies and you know all know all that shit, they're the ones who like it and or hate it and vice versa for the people who don't? I think that... Well, we'll get there, I suppose. And I'm just going to say this now and I'll elaborate on it later. I think the hardcore Potter fans are the ones that say... The hardcore and astute Potter fan, because I consider myself to be a very astute Potter fan as I've seen all the movies multiple times. But at the same time, um, you know, I'm not like I'm not reading the books. I'm not waiting in line. I'm not wearing capes, you know. And, well, and, and you're and not all. into the, uh, for lack of a better word, mythology yes, of the whole, the whole thing, the whole thing. world. Yeah, yeah. I'm in it for the films. Mm-hmm. I like them. They're pretty neat. I don't mm-hmm. have not. <laughs> I've not read the books or anything. So that's where, you know, my Potter-ishness lies. So I think that the hardcore and people like me who saw this movie uh, that recognized what it was doing, which I'll get to also in the review, are the ones that are going to like it more. It's the people that are going in there expecting to see more of the original, all this, oh, what a whimsical creature. And, oh, that's pretty funny. And, oh, this guy, this Jacob Baker fellow is a is a, is a great side character. And he is my favorite in the whole first movie. Uh, but, you know, it's not like that. And I'll tell you a little bit why, spoiler free, when we get to it, and I'll liken it to you to where you can adjust your expectations, and maybe you will like it, but I think it was mismanaged expectations that caused, A, a lot of the the critics to be extra harsh. Uh, and I am, I, I am a critic that is not being uh, super harsh. So you'll, when we get there, you'll see. Um, but, uh, you know, the, I'll... When we get there, you'll know why. But there's definitely a reason, and I'm pretty sure I've I've pinpointed exactly right on. So uh, we'll be talking about that. We also have a review for Ralph of the Wreck-It Variety and how he wrecks (laughs) uh, the internet. Uh, He breaks it. Yes, he breaks it. Mm -hmm. I still don't understand why they didn't use wreck. They address it in the movie, I I know, or at least in the trailer. I don't think they actually did say that in the movie, but... Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't think they did in the movie. But in the trailer, they were like, shouldn't it be wrecked the internet because of the... It's, yeah, but it's not. It breaks. He breaks it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll have a review for that. And finally, a review that has been many years in the waiting. Uh, of course, Wreck-It Ralph has too. But like you were like, yeah, that'll happen when it happens. But Creed 2 needs to happen now. And it didn't. <laughs> it took a bit. So we've, we finally have got to it. And did I leave invigorated? Uh, no. Did I leave satisfied? Yes. Yes, I did. Wonderful. Um, Wonderful. So, so there's that. So we'll get into all of that, but we got to talk a little bit about some goings on. Of course, I'm not going to recap two weeks worth of news. I just don't have that in me. So I'm going to talk about a couple of bigger things. Sadly, we lost a couple of really good people, and uh, I'm going to talk about that. Then we're going to get into those reviews uh, as we are now back in the saddle, getting settled up for Oscar season, and I think it's going to be a good one. So we're going to talk about that coming right up. Right now. That's one small step for man. 
I shall resign the presidency effective at noon tomorrow. I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. So, as I said before, uh, it's going to be pretty much impossible to cover all of the things that have come up uh, over the past couple of weeks. So, I'm going to hit on some of the more important things I've saw. Boom. Right off the bat, it's going to be starting to get to those best of lists, the best of the year, the best of the whatevers. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I, I, I know. Top 10. I know uh, some of those are you like, e, but some of them are cool. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes is throwing out now. Uh, top 10 lists of like the best of the 90s, and I'm sure each day we'll get a new uh, era, but uh, the best of the 90s, are you ready? We got a top 10 list here. It's a pretty sound list. Okay. There's only one of them on there that I'm like, I will not watch that. Is Billy Madison on there? Yeah, I, no, but it should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about you, Sideburns? You want some of this milk? I'd rather have a beer. <sighs> That's right, you would. Okay, so I don't know if these are in any specific order, uh, put them in in whatever order you want, but these are the top ten highest reviewed movies of the nineteen nineties. Oh, like rated Rotten Tomatoes, certified. Yeah, Got it. you know Rotten the Tomato meter. Yeah, the Tomato meter, the Tomatometer, if you will. Uh, we have Pulp Fiction at ninety four percent. Hell yes. We have The Lion King at ninety three percent. Hell yes. We have The Big Lebowski at eighty two percent. A crime, sir. A crime. Right. But still, that's because people didn't get the Cohen brothers yet. That's, that's what right. that is. Yeah, uh, Jurassic Park at ninety-one percent. Thelma and Louise snuck in there at eighty-four percent. Fair enough. Confession, never seen it. Don't really desire to. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it's got Brad Pitt though. From what yep. I understand, yep. he makes uh, his debut. The Shawshank Redemption, which is my uh, third favorite movie of all time. Titanic, of course, with all of its Oscar nominations. Ugh, oh, and, the most overrated movie ever. Uh, it, well, I mean, you know, the I'm going to say this. Because of the love story that people give it a hard time, it is not overrated on all of the specifics of the yeah. filmmaking, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all the way down to that. the recreation of the fucking China to the... Yeah, the I boat mean, sinking at the right I mean, angle. Yeah, yeah, like it was meticulously recreated and meticulous might even not quite cover just how well it was. Like the dude, he he remade everything, even with the gold star logos, exactly as it would have been. Yeah, so uh, I it, get all that, but how about you make a good movie rather than agreed, focus on... <laughs> agreed, and that guy could have totally got up on the damn door that she was floating on. And, oh, the, be- the headboard? Yeah, yeah, like, it's been settled. He's even like, yeah, but, I mean, like, the love story. And it's like, fuck you, guy. You didn't have to do that, so... No, uh, yeah, no. I'll and say if that. you have to do it, then figure out a way to do it. Yeah, instead of, I'm just going to sit here freezing whilst you uh, are, uh, you know, doing your your living thing up there, being alive, yeah. and uh, you can just go ahead and just freeze on the damn boat door, um, because there's no room for you up here. Old uh, lady did not die. Yeah. She threw the jewel in the ocean. That's right. She <laughs> did. Uh, a good. I mean, it's a nice-sized jewel, you know. Uh, hopefully, uh, they found it later on down the line after the movie had ended. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, this one here. Well, they did, didn't they? Wasn't that the start of the movie? They went down in the submarine and found it? No, they found stuff. They did not find it. That's she had right. it on her person. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, spoiler alert mm-hmm. from 97. Um, this one. Never seen it nor heard of it yet. 100% tomatoometer okay. before sunrise. Don't know what the fuck 
That's Interesting. It. Yeah, never seen it. Don't know of it. Never heard of it. Don't even know what the guy is in the picture <laughs> uh, on it. Is. So, I'm going to guess a foreign film. Uh, it looks, maybe, I mean, that lady might be Uma Thurman. I don't think so, but... Yeah, I don't know. Toy Story 2, also with 100%. Oh, I remember. Yeah, I remember having seen this movie, but I uh, the, like the, seeing it on a shelf in a store, uh-huh. but I've never actually seen it. Yeah, well, Toy Story 2 got 100%. I think that's crazy unless Ethan Toy Hawk. Story... Is that who that is? Mm-hmm. Good God, that's a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, whew. Um, now, Toy Story 2, it has 100%, but that's only really fair as long as Toy Story 1 oh. and Toy Story 3 have 100%. That's right. Because Toy Story 2 is by far the worst of the mm-hmm. three. Mm-hmm. Um, let it be known, now and forever. Um, I mean, I like Toy Story 2, but it's not 1, and it certainly ain't 3. So. No, agreed. Yeah. Um, Link letter, Ethan Hawke, Julie Dipley. Oh, well, uh, oh, yeah, the Dexter lady. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, right? Yeah. R- was it Rita on Dexter? Is that her name? His girlfriend I lady? I don't think so, but it could be. Yeah. It's hard to tell in that picture. I know, in that picture it is, but I think that's her name, though. Um, yeah. Had to, had to look that up. And then, of course, The Matrix, blowing minds since 1999. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know yours was blown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still remember the first time I heard about it. Mm-hmm. I was standing in my friend's kitchen. He was like, have you seen The Matrix? I was like, no. He's like, uh, you need to go see that. I, I like, know oh. what we're doing. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'll rent it. He's like, no, we're no, going to go buy that right now. Yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, okay. And we bought the VHS tape, the holographic one with the with the Matrix shiny bits in the background. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah you know, um, I never bought that on VHS because I was big balling in 99. That was my first ever dvd purchase mine came shortly after that which was fight club yeah well no it couldn't have because fight club came out on dvd much much later i was still in high school see i don't know what your high school years were but the dvd for fight club did not come out until late not or not late but like 2002 ish or so yeah i'm in the grand scheme of thing, that is shortly after. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and then the Blu-ray came out, of course, two thousand and eight ish. Yeah, but I remember the Fight Club DVD because it was had that really nice packaging. Yeah, the paper mm-hmm. packaging. Yeah. yeah, which is nice. Uh, I had that DVD for a long time. It was a damn fine one. Um, but yeah, um, so those are your top 10 from the nineties and fight club's not in there. And I think it should be fight club's my favorite movie of all time. But the fuck, could it not but, be? you know, I digress. I could easily, well, I, I know out. why, because it was rated very low by critics. That's why. Yeah. They didn't know. It, it now was just the, poorly marketed. Yeah. And just, now they know. And they're like, oh yeah, we found one that. of the worst marketed movies ever. And also one of the greatest movies ever. Indeed. Oh yes, sir. Um, so we go from some highs to lows. Um, we, uh, just today, as a matter of fact, I'm going to read this post from Nickelodeon. Um, we are sad to share the news of the passing of Steven Hillenberg, the creator of SpongeBob SquarePants. Today we are observing a moment of silence to honor his life and work. Um, now if, uh, you have never watched a SpongeBob, I urge you to at least just one, just to see (laughs) what the hullabaloo is about. Um, I am not an avid SpongeBob fan, but I, 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 you know how I like the 3d. Yeah. I bought the, the SpongeBob out of water, 
because I was like, well, I didn't want some new 3D. And I heard it had really good 3D. And I actually ended up really loving it and was like, what the hell is going on in this show? I got to see some more. And then I, I ended recall up buying this the, when it happened. Oh, yeah. yeah. Then I ended up buying the original SpongeBob movie with David Hasselhoff and, and all that, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is another great fucking movie. But I, I became quite... Uh, Smitten? Yeah, I like that uh, with these characters. They were great, easy, fun characters to like, you know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's a bummer. And, and while not, you know, super young, but still young in the whole grand scheme of things, he's only 57. You know. Yeah, but he had a terrible disease. Yeah, he was fighting. Yeah, he had yeah. the Lou Gehrig's. Yeah, which is, I don't think rough begins to describe. Um, no, your, exactly your body's basically eating itself. Yeah, it's, it, that's sadly one of the uh, one of the worst ways uh, one can go. Yeah. Um, but I'll tell you this: uh, while we have not been on air uh, to report it. Um, everybody knows now, um, when I say names that we have lost, a Titan, a, a, a legend, a living legend has, has left this earth and went to explore creating more superheroes in the great beyond. And that is Mr. Stan Lee or yeah. Stanley Lieber. If you want to go by his birth name, mm-hmm. um, I bet you guys can't ever figure out how it got Stan Lee out of that, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so um, I just want to uh, recall um, a story that I had read about Stanley, and then uh, I'm gonna uh, uh, we're gonna observe a, a small uh, moment of silence ourselves for such a loss, and then uh, I want to talk ever so briefly on the asshole that is known as Bill Maher, um, and uh, then we're gonna move on because if not, I'm gonna lose my shit. So. Um, yeah, uh, Stanley, favorite, a uh, funny little story for you. If you go, you know, Stanley's the king of cameos. I wonder what uh, Stanley's been in lots of movies now. Um, and a lot of people have wondered, Hey, I wonder what Stanley's most favorite movie that he did uh, of all time was. This is not Stanley's favorite movie of all time. I think I remember. It's Stanley's favorite movie that he's been in. I'll give I'll let you wager a guess and then I shall tell you the story. What is your guess, sir? Deadpool one. Okay. Uh, that one is for a different reason, and it is up there on the list. Uh, and I do know uh, exactly what his comments were on that. But no, uh, that was not. Uh, he said that, and actually, uh, as far as uh, the uh, comic book movie cameos, his favorite was the one that was in, I believe, the X-Men and uh, the uh, Days of Future Past, where uh, all the... Bad shit was being launched or whatever, and oh, uh, yeah. it was just him, and he was holding his wife, mm-hmm. and he said that that was his favorite like superhero cameo, A, because he didn't have to say anything, and B, because he got to do it with his wife, yeah. which was really nice. But no, the favorite uh, movie, uh, and he, he liked the Deadpool one because, I mean, a bunch of titties. It was in a strip club. And, yeah, he, uh, was, he <laughs> was the stripper yeah, DJ. Yeah, he was the stripper DJ, and he's like, you know, there's worse ways to make a dollar <laughs> for a day, you know. Um, but anyways, no. Uh, the favorite movie that he ever did, um, and I'll tell you for a couple of reasons. There was a story about it not even that long ago, 
and it was Kevin Smith's Mall Rats. Oh and yeah, yeah. The reason that he liked Mall Rats so much is that um, he said that, and this is Stan Lee's words. He's like, when I did Mall Rats, I never felt like I was doing a cameo. I felt like I really had a part in a movie. Mm. And so well, he did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, and he's like, so when I came home and I was telling my wife about it, I was like, yeah. So my, I was talking, and there's this kid, and he's going through this hard time about a breakup and all that. And I told him, you know, once there was this, I had this girlfriend a long time ago, and that, you know, I I never uh, made the, the right move and went after her and told her how I really felt, and then I never got my chance to. And you're never supposed to let that moment go by, which is in the movie, which is what he says to Brody. And then his wife was like, now, what about this girlfriend? Uh, and he was like, so you have to be really careful about how you're explaining movies to your wife. <laughs> and I thought that was about as Stanley as it gets. Um, so I know that my voice does not really do it any justice, but uh, the Stanley story is a damn fine one. So on that note, um, I'm going to ask J-Rod, what is your favorite Marvel character? Hero or villain of all time, not one that even Stan Lee created. Just in his in his world, what is your favorite? Oh well, that's kind of tough. I know uh, it, it's a tie, but they're both from the same uh, series, and okay. that's the X Men series. Okay, I'm gonna pick one good guy, one bad guy. Uh-huh. Uh That is Logan. Uh-huh. And Magneto. Okay. All right. Snick, snack, snick, snack. I got metal. I'm gonna cut. Yeah. I'm gonna get your metal up on my shit because mm-hmm. I control it. I just um, I, those characters are so well done. They're pretty great. And the X Men and all. Like if you don't know this, here's a little bit of something extra for you. Stan Lee created the X Men basically in the '60s to basically put his own spin on the racism, the racism and the in the race wars that were going Jim on. Jim Crow and all. Yeah, that. throughout the country. And you go, huh? Think about it. I mean, he's explained it many times, so if you don't know, I mean, you can hear him talk about it, and it's in almost all of the comic book documentaries. There's a three-part one that PBS put out that's the best comic book stuff you could ever watch in your life. Um, but, yeah, it's, it was his own way to get his message out about how he thinks that everybody should be treated equal, but they weren't, and so uh, instead of being, you know, um, having to do with... With race, it was mutants instead, and, and yeah. you know, it's a way to get it published. A different other, you know, <laughs> yeah. another type of race uh, yeah. of sorts, you know, but it had nothing to do with the color of a person's skin. It had everything to do with, with just being different. Yeah, just being different for a multitude of different mm-hmm. reasons. So, uh, way ahead of his time, there he was fighting the good fight a long time oh, yes, before so. that. My favorite is easily Captain America, which he uh, did come up with. And then um, one that he did not, but he certainly knows a lot about. Uh, also in the Marvel Universe, my my favorite baddie is Thanos. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, uh, I, I mean, I have on my table right now a Captain America versus Thanos movie moment. From you do? The, uh, yeah, yeah. From the uh, Avengers uh, 3 Infinity War. Um, and supposedly there's going to be a new trailer that drops on Wednesday. We'll see. But I don't, I, they've told me this now six different times. And it's never happened. So yeah, they still haven't released the title of the movie. So. They think it's going to be Annihilation. Yeah, it's spectated to be. So uh, that said, um, you know, use this moment here. I'm going to give it about a five second uh, chance, maybe you know a few more. But think about that. Just think about all the Marvel characters and all and all the Marvel world, and then you think that it all came 
from a room full of a few dudes, largely headed by Stan Lee. Um, so the the best thing that we have decided on here for fallen movie stars and people that mean a lot to us is uh, give just a few moments of dead air for the right reasons. And thank you, Stan Lee, for all that you do. Now, having said that, uh, somebody saw an opportunity to take a moment where uh, I'd say, would you say millions of people were grieving? I would think, uh, you know, in their own ways. No, because Stan Lee's a worldwide figure. Yeah, so there's, I can't, a, a very large number of people. Tens, who, if not hundreds of millions. Yeah, yeah, who are who are grieving in their, their own ways because there's so many people that his work touched some facet of. And then he he went so far as to even continue to say that uh, if you liked the dumbed-down entertainment while millions are mourning the death of a man who wrote comic books, he said basically, um, if you're an adult, I'm, I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember the exact phrasing, but if you're an adult who reads comic books, you're basically dumb and you're the part of the reason that, we're, that, that we are a dumbed-down society that elected such a clown of a president as such. And yeah. he used all of that to get to that. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, so he's blaming Stanley for current political climate. Yes, Stanley, while also saying he didn't really do all that much. Yeah, it's like the balls on you. And I've since learned a little bit about Bill Maher because I don't. I honestly, I knew who Bill Maher was, but I never took the time out of my day to ever listen to him say anything or Mm -hmm. watch any bit of his stuff because I'm not political. But I'm going to say maybe he should stick to politics. Uh, because well, this is I, think not... he's, I think he said this to take a moment uh, that everybody was connected to and make it about himself, um, much like Ar- Army Hammer did uh, with uh, the, uh, the, the passing also. I don't know if you know about this or not, but Army Hammer said all these people that are posting these pictures of Stan Lee with them and Stan Lee saying, way to take a moment uh, about a great man and turn it into something about yourself. And it's like, dude, people posting pictures and telling a great story about a man that they fucking loved is not anything for you to criticize, you fucking piece of shit. Um, also, it is about them because they're the ones who are grieving. I mean, I just, yeah, well, I, 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 and that, I can, I can be like, yeah, it's Army Hammer. Nobody gives a shit. Well, He's done like a handful of movies and nobody even really knows his name. Cause half the time I say, yeah, it has Army Hammer in it. They're like, a what now? <laughs> yeah, who? There's an Army Hammer? Is this some rapper? Is there some Army Hammer that, like, it's made for the military? I you don't mean understand. Armin Hammer? Uh, yeah, but no, this man's name is Army, A R M I E, Hammer. Um, he's not a very good actor and, uh, I I guess it's going to stay that way, I guess. <laughs> I, I don't know. But he pissed a lot of people off, but not nearly as many people as Bill Maher did. And then uh, Bill Maher was like, oh, I pissed a lot of people off. Guess what? I'm going to double down. And he said some more nasty shit. Yeah. What and, a fucking asshole. And you know who does that? The person he's complaining about, Mr. Mm-hmm, Donald Trump, mm-hmm. following in his own tactics, perhaps. Indeed. Also, let it be known that these movies he said that were trash and not adult entertainment, he was in Iron Man 3, so like <laughs> apparently he just decides to be in trash. I don't no, know. No, I think it's uh, two things. Number one, this is not a new thing for him ripping on comic book movies. No? Okay. No. See, he's I done, don't know. So. Yeah, he's done it a couple times before, and the general tenor of his thing is... 
Um, I we don't need superheroes to solve our problems. Um, we can we're humans. We can solve our problems, and and pretending that our problems are too big for us to solve is only, you know, causing more problems. Anyway, that's kind of his stance on the whole genre of film and entertainment as as a whole. Um, to which I say, well, obviously you've never seen a comic book movie or a read a comic book. I know he's never read a comic book at least because. Yeah, that's good reading. Um, because if you learned any, if you did, you would have learned very quickly that the point of the movie is it's the humanity that is the key role, not the superpower. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was back when he did his original things. Now I think I think he's just doing it to put his name back in the yeah to be relevant. Yeah, to put to his name in the mix. Talking. People, All press is good. Which press. is whose favorite tactic again? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's basically an internet troll. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I'm gonna say some outrageous shit, and people are gonna talk about that. I me. don't even mean. I yep. don't. E- I know. I don't know anything about. I'm specifically setting out to stir a pot just to fucking yep. get some and recognition. That's what he did. And it is also what another uh, fellow named Forty Five does yep. uh, on a regular basis, yep. including today, where apparently he thinks he's Elvis. I um. So uh, I used to be a big fan of Bill Maher. Um, not that long ago, but back in my college days, I tried to get back into it. Um, uh, when I re- relocated to here, um, re- um, in the more recent time, but I really uh, separated from him when uh, uh, he said, "When remember when everybody was going to die of Ebola a oh, yeah. couple of years ago?" Mm-hmm. Well, he said on his program that it's extremely contagious, which is kind of true but not at all because you have to be standing next to and caring for someone yeah, with I Ebola. Do re- I do remember this. You yeah. have to be I, handling the blood and or the basically, fecal- him and others started a massive like scare. Panic, yeah. yeah. And it was not true. He was spreading lies and he knew it. Yeah, fuck and that. Just to cause a stir and not only that it was it could have caused a real panic. Well, and that's when I decided uh, Bill Maher was not the person I had envisioned in it, my mind. It damn near almost did. Yeah. I'll tell you this. I have never had a reason to know Bill Maher. I, I did. I knew who he was just by his name. Maher. Maher. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I never watched. And now I can honestly say I never will because his world and my world should have never had a reason to collide. Yet they did. And he was insulting. So... Uh, have a Coke and a smile and shut the fuck up, Bill. Uh, <laughs> we're going to uh, move it on down the line. But kindly, uh, you can go suck a bag of farts. Uh, and that's how I feel about that. Well, I, I think I think the best reaction is to have no reaction because what he wants is a reaction. Yeah. yeah. Well, like all trolls. That's as much of a reaction as he'll get. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, yeah. Um, moving on to good things. I have said this all along the whole way and people have called me crazy. Some have been like, yeah, maybe. And some have been like, you know what? You're right. Uh, I think that you are right. But, uh, I feel, and I've said it on this show at least six times that Aquaman is going to be a really, really good movie. I said it when the first trailer dropped and everybody's like, yeah, I don't know what the CG and the sharks and the, and the posters. and the, I, just, I'm, I think it's going to be cool. No, no, it's not going to be cool. Then the second trailer came out. I'm like, it looks really fucking cool. And people are like, ah, it kind of does, but it's going <laughs> to be DC. They're going to fuck it all up and everything else. And I'm like, I don't know. 
Uh, that dude was the only thing really good about Justice League. And like, I think it looks pretty cool. James Wan, dude knows some shit. Like, he's made some big budget films and scared the shit out of people. Like, it's crazy. And he even did a Furious movie, a Fast and Furious. If you can direct a Fast and Furious, you got skills? I ain't saying like you make the best movies in the world. I'm saying you can oh, handle okay. a fucking blockbuster. If we're saying that Aquaman will be on the par with a decent Fast and Furious movie, I, I will agree. No, I with think that. it's going to blow a decent Fast oh, and okay. Furious movie away. I think it's going to be on par with and even better than Wonder Woman. That's what I think. Oh, and on par with. Okay, All and right. I think better it might than be, sure. I, I think it's going to be better than. But yeah, but okay. here is here is what though. Everybody's ready to hate. And the first, uh, the first screenings are done, and people are gushing. They're like, "Holy shit! Mm. Holy shit!" They say it's colorful, it's gorgeous. The dude's awesome. The story's incredible. It's it's uh, uh, the best DC movie I've seen, and it's through multiple screenings now. So while the haters uh, of uh, Association Play Haters Association of America is out there. I don't think they're going to be able to hate on this. Um, I, I'm not looking to hate, but I am uh, reserving all optimism. You are going to be wrong, and we're going to see it first. Be wrong about what? We're going to see it firsthand. Right I'm just show. waiting for the you're evidence back, to be presented. That's all I'm saying. On December 18th, and you're going to be like, you know what? That movie was the greatest thing I ever saw in my life. Oh, I'm definitely not going to say like, that. You're like, The Sting? Fuck that. No. Aquaman. No. Mm-hmm. James Wan, man. Uh, I will bet you your house that that does not <laughs> well, happen. Well, we, we can't bet houses, but I'll bet you a Monopoly house. I'll tell oh, you fair that. Fair enough. I'll take uh-huh. it. Uh, no, no. Well, I don't expect that reaction. Yeah, I do expect you to eat your hat. No, not going to do that you either. Because I'm I not will give you Tabasco sauce. I'm just saying. Tabasco sauce and a fork. So... Um, you know, it, um, it can be a winter hat. So I'll eat it's not a crow. A, what? Oh, you never. It's the same sort of phrase that makes someone oh, eat, eat crow. crow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I will. I don't think I can get a hold of a crow. <laughs> I just. I don't think I can. Well, do that's it. your problem. I, I suppose it is, but we can find something. All right. I'll be like, this is a crow substitute. Maybe, okay? maybe a um, what are those little Cornish game hens? Oh yeah, Cornish game hen. But I'm gonna find extract of crow. And I'm going to put it on there. Very good. So that is that you that can, thing from Bioshock Infinite? Yeah, we'll just put that right Murder on there. Of crow. Some, some crow extract on the gameish or the Cornish game hen, and I'll be like, and now supper is is served. That sounds delicious. Yes. I'll try it. Uh, yes, you will with tears as your yeah. drink. Uh huh. The tears of everyone that uh, you love. Sure. Uh, that or I was going to say the tears of Aquaman's, you know, people, but whatever. But you but know, they live in the ocean. They don't have tears. They have special tears. <laughs> oh, okay. Special magic salty tears. Uh huh. Think about that. They can't cry regular tears in a salty ocean. They can't do that. No, no, no. They can't. <laughs> this is all way off the rails here. Yeah. Uh, because you you totally could have salty tears in a salty ocean. I suppose you could. You'd just be more ocean. Uh, yeah, they wouldn't. They wouldn't really stand out. No. But they're there. Um, Maybe people are always crying, and that's how we get oceans. Underwater people. because ice melts, tears. right? That's how we no, get No, no, no. Climate control. There's nothing to be worried Climate about. Climate control. Uh, there was a report put out this week that's clearly fake and false news. So yeah, yeah. Uh, there's no need to be terrified for your friggin' life. Well, the uh, president honestly, doesn't believe it, so obviously uh, it's not. I, I was just about to get there. Seriously, if you don't want to be scared, don't read it. There's some <laughs> terrifying shit in there. And the and, uh, president says, you know what? Yeah, it's bullshit. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, it's not like Fred from down the road wrote it. Like these are the smartest minds in our country not, right now. Not only that, they're they're his people. It's his it's it's yeah. his uh, panel, as it were. Oh, really? I yeah. didn't know that. <laughs> no, it's his administration yeah. released this report. It's like you know, uh, things are going to get real bad real soon, uh, and we're trying to tell you, nah, yeah, <laughs> no, they're not. Mm-hmm. Yes, they are. Nah, mm-hmm. we'll prove it. Nah, <laughs> I don't need to. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a scientist. You yeah, are. Uh, but I will tell you this. Pretty freaky stuff, though, um, with the whole climate stuff. Um, well, if you notice what happened in California recently, I, I think it's already happening. It is, and that's why uh, Aquaman's people are crying in the ocean. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm, I'm saying? They're, they're just filling yeah. up that, that ocean of tears. Now, I I don't know, obviously, because early screenings are not scripture or, or you know anything that's wrote in stone or anything written in stone. Uh, yeah, they but, could still re-edit the whole movie. <laughs> but I do think that my initial uh, deduction was a was a good one. I think it's going to be pretty darn good. Um, I will go out on a limb and say I don't think I'm going to hate it. Yeah, I'll say that. Okay, I'm going to say it's going to be your your second favorite movie of all time. Mm-hmm. It's going to be better than Birdman. Oh yeah, you know it will be. <laughs> he's a man that swims in the ocean. Do you remember who I am? Did you have a stroke? Is this Alzheimer's setting in? What's going on? Oh wait, there's a movie called Bird Man. Uh, interesting. Oh yeah, Bird Man. If you guys, if you guys really want to get uh, buck wild, you can go way back on the website and hear us get way in depth with the ending of Bird Man. If you're one of the millions of people, I don't think millions of people watched it actually. If you're one of the thousands of people that's like. That ending was fucking weird. <laughs> well, we break it down. We do. Uh, furthermore, J-Rod breaks it down, because still to this day, he's seen it three to four more times than I have. No, wait, you had another run not that long ago. I think you're up to like six more times than I have now. Yeah, probably. Uh, so, uh, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. there is that. I, I, so I, I don't think that I could be qualified to um, uh, dissuade you from your, your Birdman position. No, I, I doubt it. Like I like it a lot, but uh, I, I don't. I don't think I'm going to like Aquaman as much as Birdman. But I do think I'm going to like it. I, I agree. I think it's going to be with, fun. with that sentiment. I will agree. Yeah. Um, did you watch? Uh, have you watched the Adam Sandler 100 uh, percent fresh uh, thing on the Netflix? His little. Um, show? I watched half of it and then I turned it off. Did not like it. Yeah the the stand up thing. Mm-hmm. Well, more more so the concert thing, but yeah, where he's yeah. singing, he's, he's it's ninety really, percent singing. It's really weirdly done. It's it's different, very weird. It's different. It's done in the style of the Conan O'Brien when he was doing his documentary, only not as good. Uh, remember Conan just O'Brien? Just the way went it's edited, tour? like I, yeah, it was similar to that. Yeah, uh, just the way it's all edited together. I didn't have a problem with Adam Sandler or the performance in general. Just it's, well, yeah, the it, way they spliced it all together. I was like, I don't even know. Like nothing fit together. It seemed yeah, it's like the, a series of bits that they just taped together. Yeah, it does. Um, and and a lot of it, while still you know it's decent, but a lot of it's largely forgettable. The one thing that you should really make it a point to to check out though, did you get to at least to the Chris Farley tribute song? No, I don't think I did. Actually. You should see that. You yeah. should go back and at least watch that. Yeah. Uh, cuz it's real good and the lyrics are good. I mean and as a as a Chris Farley fan, everyone owes it to themselves to give it a listen. It's on YouTube. You can find it. Chris Farley's brother, Kevin Farley, posted it on the YouTubes and the Facebooks and the Instagrams and the mm-hmm. book faces and mm-hmm. the other stuffs and the 
reddits and all that and the sub reddits of the reddits and stuff that you know is out there that's a lot of stuff yeah it's out there man it's way out there <laughs> but is it far out yeah. is it groovy i'll tell you what it's both okay. uh, you guys should totally check that out also dude Welcome to Mars, Mark Watney's robot-looking thing that can travel there oh, without insight? human life. Yes, sir. Yeah. We, the people of Americans, put something on Mars that's going to dig and teach us stuff. We've done that before a couple times. Yeah, rover going to teach stuff. There's it's going to be good. Curiosity, and what was the one before that? Uh, something. Started with a P. Yeah, yeah the P thing that yeah. went to Mars. But now, this shit's big time. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Well, it's we're gonna get answers, it's man. It's very curious because the last one, like, literally just died. It just ran out of battery. Curious and curiouser. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. it was his name, Curiosity. Yeah. Uh, the most curious, indeed, <laughs> of them all. Curiosity killed the Mars. Did you see where uh, Elon Musk said there's a seventy percent chance he'll die on Mars? I did not. Yeah. I like his optimism. Yeah. Uh, I do. That means he's going places. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he could end world hunger he's with probably, a snap of his fingers. He's probably but got a rocket. He's going to go to Mars He instead. probably has a rocket in his basement. Like He's like, I've built one. I am going. Well, it's they happening. do have that silo. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, If anybody's got a rocket in their silo, <laughs> it's Elon Musk. Yeah. I'm telling you right now. And okay. he filled that thing with 420 gallons of gasoline just to make a joke. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, he did build the fucking not a flamethrower. Yeah. Just as a joke, he literally built 10,000 flamethrowers, which he had to legally call not a flamethrower yeah. because the flamethrower is a weapon of war. Yeah, yeah. And then he sold 10,000 of them in 20 minutes just as a goof. Yeah, he did. <laughs> that man's a smart man. Yeah, those types of things I support. Going to Mars, not so much. Yeah, I'd anarchy. rather I'd, I'd rather he spend his money trying to... On anarchy? No, like, you know, we got this climate change thing happening. Here's your death thrower. We're going to have to solve eater. those problems on Mars before we get there. So hey, now. he should uh, try that out. Mark Watney. The, yeah. Okay. Science. Space pirate. Space pirate. <laughs> Science. No, I absolutely refuse to turn that beat around. <laughs> okay. No, uh, Gloria. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm telling you. We're going to be on Mars next year. It only takes seven months to get there. Hell, that's like going to Alaska. I think it takes nine. It's like going to Alaska. I th- well, it took insight. It would take nine months for a manned spaceship. Yeah, it's like yeah. going to Alaska. You get on a boat. No, and you it end is up nothing there. like going to Alaska. Oh, sure it is. It, Alaska, I'm okay, not even sure, really, you, truly exists. If you got Have on you ever a seen slow Alaska? boat and sailed around the southern tip of Africa or South America and then back up the other side, it's just one of then it would things. probably have take Have you ever like, seen no, Alaska? No, it doesn't exist. Actually, I have, yeah. No, you have not. Yeah, yeah. Not with your bare eyes. No, that's true. It doesn't exist. Illusions. Mm-hmm. David Copperfield. David Blaine. Sometimes I wonder about... Have you ever seen Wag the Dog? Yeah, I have, actually. Sometimes I wonder about these wars. I know. (laughs) Yeah. Wasn't Kirsten Dunst another one of the little girls in that? Like, not Mm -hmm. little girl. She was, like, young teenager at that point, but not uh, three years removed from uh, Interview with a Vampire. Yeah. Between that and Bullworth, I think those really shaped my political views in life. (laughs) Man, now we know why. Yeah. Yeah. Good old Bullworth. I fucking love the end of that. Uh, was that just, was that not a remake too, Bullworth? I don't know. I don't either. I uh, Warren Warren Beatty though. Yeah, that was his jam. It's a pretty good movie I too. I just remember thinking the whole time I watched it, man, he's not talking much, and at the end he just goes ham, and I'm like, oh okay. <laughs> uh, so, um, and a surprise that is not a surprise to anybody except for maybe the creators of the movie, and I don't even think it's a surprise to them because I think they knew it 
Robin Hood, uh, the movie that nobody asked for, is supposed to be complete rubbish. Shocker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, weren't, I mean, it, I'm sorry, listeners of the show. We will review it, but it's not going to be soon. It'll be whenever it comes to um, home viewings uh, because I just... I just don't have a desire to see it. And I like Jamie Foxx. And, and I like Taron Egerton. Yeah. But I don't want to see this movie. No. Um, and you can't force me to see it. No, I think it's trying. really poorly timed. I think, I don't know. I was excited for it. I'm, I'm always for a movie that promotes socialism. Steal from the rich, give to the poor, you know, that sort of thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's Robin Hood's thing. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, I'm generally in favor of a Robin Hood tale, which actually I'm doing a Robin Hood play later this year. Hey, now. Um, Robin Hood and Little John walking through the I just think it's poorly timed. I don't think it's a Thanksgiving movie. Hollywood a day. Sorry. Are you doing Fantastic Mr. Fox? Well, no, I said Robin Hood and Little John walking oh, through right, the forest. Yeah. Lally, hoodle, lally, golly, what a day. He's a rooster now, people. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Or... That is also there, yeah. One of my more favorite Disney movies. I, yeah, I enjoy it. I enjoyed that one as a kid. Yeah, I liked it a lot. My, uh, uh, that was actually my first real experience of Robin Hood was that. It wasn't Errol Flynn. It wasn't you know, oh, yeah, the yeah, traditional yeah. stuff. So, uh, it wasn't damn sure not a Kevin Costner because I was way older by then, but not way older, but older. Uh, and that's still my favorite one is the Prince of Thieves, uh, just because oh, really? my Robin Hood's the one I grew up with. The fuck was that Brian Adams song? That's the one. Yeah. Everything I do, that's the one. Yeah, I said I do it for you. I, I was, yeah. When I was a kid, I was like, I'm not watching that just on principle. I oh, can't take but that it's fucking a great song fucking one movie, more time. And they only played it at the end. Look at you, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was like the biggest like dance with your girlfriend song in high school at the high school dance. Yeah, it was, that was grade school for me. Later yeah. grade school, it yeah. also was the song responsible for me hating Brian. Adams. Adams. Yeah. Um, so, like, people are like, Summer 69, dude. I'm like, I was Brian Adams out. I couldn't take any more <laughs> because like of the It's like poor Hanson. You just, with that Umbop song, like, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, those, yeah. Well, yeah. Or JFC, as the kids say today. Yeah. Um, I'm also going to mention this here now. Um, this is a, this is a passing. Yeah, they come in threes, and there's actually been more, but, uh, this was a passing that, um, not like Stan Lee were, um, most of my knowledge of pop culture is grounded in. Um, but there was a guy that I really enjoyed as a character actor and more so as a magician. And it all started that I took notice of this particular individual that I had seen in movies, but never really gave him much credit until I had saw his ep- X-Files episode. Oh, yeah. uh, and that is we've lost Ricky J. And if you go, who the fuck is Ricky J? Google it, and you'll see the image, and you'll go, ah, oh, that guy. He was in that thing that I watched yeah. that one time. and he's in tons of movies. Basically, every TV David Mamet, basically every David Mamet movie. Yeah. Um, he is a master card, or master magician, specializing in cards, sleight of hand. Close up, yeah. Um, they said that until he had passed away, he was the greatest living sleight of hand magician in the world right now. Yeah. It was him. You go, no, Chris Angel and shit. Fuck no, no, uh, no, David, real magic. What, what, We're going to talk real David magic. No, well, and, and I know the oxymoron Blair? of real magic. I get it. But I'm saying like real magicians. Let me rephrase real magicians. And I'm not saying David Blaine and all those guys and Chris Angel especially aren't real magicians. They've done some stuff that I've gone. Uh, that's fucked up. But that's not my point. 
I say real magicians, like these guys were the people that didn't invent it, but the people that kept the prestidigitation mystical and magical and how the fuck. And I also seen that man slice open a watermelon with a fucking playing card from across a room. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And not just stick in the thing. He threw fucking cards until he slipped the thing and all cut off a piece. Yeah, the amazing Randy um, popularized that on TV in the 70s. Yeah. Uh, and if you've not, if you want to know just about his magic and how really talented he was, there's a thing on HBO that you should be able to watch on HBO Go or HBO Now. And it's called Ricky J and his 52 Assistants, uh, obviously a deck of cards. And it's directed by his longtime friend and multi collaborator, David Mamet. If there's a David Mamet movie, Ricky J is most likely in it. He's in almost all of them. Um, so, uh, and, and if not, check out that X Files episode, uh, season seven uh, is what it is. Uh, the title, um, the Amazing Malini. The Amazing Malini. Just right watched there. it last night. Yeah, it's uh, it's phenomenal. It's my favorite X Files episode. Well, second favorite. Sorry, the my favorite is the uh, the natural um, the or the unnatural, unnatural yeah. from season six. Uh, but yeah, this is by far my second favorite and it's not even close. And then I like Monday, which is a really good episode. In oh, itself. I'm a big fan of, um, 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 Jose Chung's. Oh, from I know. Outer That's Space. in my top five. Oof. That's in my top five. Everybody likes That'll that. Fuck your brain up. Yeah. Especially if you know anything about the X-Files. Yeah, it's good stuff. So, uh, but yeah, um, uh, so, you know, uh, Ricky Jay is a guy that everybody worked with that everybody just loved to work with because he, he was a blast to work with. He could do magic on set and he knew a lot of stuff and had been in the business for a lot of years. So, uh, losing a guy like that unexpectedly, uh, you know, it's a bummer. And if you say, well, what's some of the best stuff I could watch him in? I urge you to check out Boogie Nights. Um, I urge you to oh, check yeah. out Deadwood. Yeah. Uh, he was in the first season of Deadwood. Um, he, and, and a lot of other things too, but, uh, he did a lot of David Mamet and a lot of Paul Thomas Anderson stuff. And if you're working with those guys, you're, you're living life, right? You're, <laughs> you're good at what you do. You know what I mean? That's the worst things have happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to close probably on this. Did you know? I mean, obviously, we know that Freddie Mercury has a good singing voice. Um, what? Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> it. he really does. Now, I have said uh, that for my tastes, uh, that I think Freddie Mercury is the greatest frontman and greatest male vocalist of all time. Mm. And people were like, yeah, well, that's just like your opinion, man. Uh, and well, it is. now it is not. It, it is, is a scientific study has oh, confirmed the obvious, and I will go over this here. Oh, a scientific study about art. Please yes. do tell more. No, a scientific <laughs> study about the the way that the the man's mouth was shaped um, was it allowed oh, him mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. scientifically actually uh, let's mm-hmm. see. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so for one, despite being known, uh, here's some interesting tidbits about the about his voice. For one, despite being known largely as a tenor, he was more likely a baritone. They based what has happened. Ah, uh, oh, man, see what happens when you try to read an article on the damn interwebs. I can't help you. I uh, know you can't, but okay. So uh, they based the assumption off the analysis of six interviews uh, that used as a median for speaking about the fundamental frequency. Of 117.3 hertz, that coupled with anecdotal evidence that Mercury once turned down an opera duet because he was afraid fans wouldn't recognize his baritone voice, led the conclusion to the singer that was talented enough to jump out of his bass range, which is basically what he did. Which is, uh, it's, oh, this thing is going back and forth on me here. What you got, 
have pop-ups? Yeah, and I don't. Ah, fucking pop-ups. Yeah, and I don't really understand. I don't like it, and there's no need for that to, to be on there. But I'm gonna just do this. If you go to the consequence of sound, um, you will be able to find uh, that um, the article that I'm talking about, or you can just you can easily Google because it's not just consequence of sound. It's all kinds of other. Uh, ones that basically have been able to do this but to get closer to the truth the team brought in professional rock singer daniel nagger borscht to imitate freddie mercury's voice they filmed his larynx at four thousand frames per second in order to look at how the queen frontman created those iconic rough growls with jaw-dropping vibratos what they discovered was he was likely employed he, that he likely employed Subharmonics, a singing style where the ventricular folds the vibrate along most of the vocal folds. Most humans never speak or sing with the ventricular folds unless they are Truvian throat singers. So, the fact that this popular rock vocalist was probably dealing with subharmonics is pretty incredible. What's more, Freddie Mercury's vocal cords move faster than other people's, while a typical vibrato will fluctuate between 5.4 hertz and 6.9 hertz. Freddie Mercury's was at 7.4 hertz. To look at that in a more scientific way, a perfect sine wave for 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 <laughs> ah, I can't even read. A perfect sine wave for vibrato assumes the value of one, which is pretty close to where famous opera singer Luciano Pavarotti sat. Freddie Mercury, on the other hand, averaged a value of 0.57, meaning he was vibrating something in his throat that even Pavarotti Pavarotti couldn't move. On and on it goes. I'm not going to read the whole thing to you, but there are nice little tidbits like that, and there's still like four or five more in there. That suggests uh, where they got their study and from. Now, did, obviously, I can't. They can't say science says, and it's one hundred percent true. But they can say, hey, the reason that most people say that this guy is the best male singer of all time largely is due to this. So it's there. Uh, obviously, if you're if you're a fan of somebody else, and I'm not going to change your mind, I'm not going to try to fight you. Over right, it, right. I'm going to say, hey. There's a good chance that he probably can't sing technically as good as this guy can. I'm always offended when science tries to do this, personally. Uh, well, um, they did. They yeah, did it. and they always done. will. Yeah. Um, first off, um, they also, measured somebody's vocal cords that was impersonating Freddie Mercury. Uh, That's that how was, they got all this information? That was part of it. Um, oh, okay. Also, there was, all, there was also the, going through the, the footage of Mercury himself sure, as sure. well. Um, um, but yeah, um, again, you couldn't really get all of it from that. You need to read the article, but there's, right. there's you know, it's about right, six or seven that put it. My put major complaint about this is they don't talk anything about style. They don't talk anything about flair. They don't talk anything about the hours of time on a stage, um, where he learned how to control an audience, which is really a large you can't discount that it's not no, because of the true. the way his vocal cords vibrated is that what gave him his unique sound okay sure yeah i'll I, give you that i think that's what allowed him to hit notes that n- sure. perhaps nobody could absolutely that now we have a conversation mm-hmm. um, I, th- I think that's all it's really trying to all say right, all right. is is it's, it's not getting into his it's not saying he is the greatest frontman of all right, time. Right. It's saying he is, by scientific studies, suggesting that he is the Different. greatest vocalist of all time. Well, I Meaning s- he can do things that people on this earth 
cannot do. Right, but I think there is a, a logical leap, uh, scientifically speaking, a logical leap in there where they don't have evidence to say because of this, that's what makes him great. No, it makes him different. That's what it makes him. That's an argument that can yeah. be made. And if that different sounds better to you, then great. That's, you know, but now I'm getting into the weeds. <laughs> what are you getting into? Oh, you heard. Uh-huh. You heard you better, that. You better stay out of that real <laughs> quick. Uh, before we move on, I just thought this was funny as I've recently started my Harry Potter a thons, and somebody thought it would be funny to make this meme and put a Samuel L. Jackson on Hagrid's body. You're a wizard, motherfucker! <laughs> yeah that's good stuff that's, right there that's funny i can't believe um people haven't screamed about how racist it is i know it's funny though yeah it is it's they're like funny. it's hagrid but it's samuel jackson <laughs> that's pretty good and on that note we're gonna move it on in because we've got to rein things in and get these movie reviews going on that note so we're gonna do that when are we gonna do it not yet not yet but now And now for our feature presentation. Oh, what's in the box? You talking to me? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Go ahead. Make my day. Fights will go on as long as they have to. So, we're going to go ahead and start with... um, I'm going to go ahead and start with the Harry Potter because it came out last week and these are I think you uh, mean this the week's release. Potterless. Yeah, I suppose the the Fantastic Beast I keep calling it the Harry Potter. Uh, I if anything I should call it the Newt Scamander. But uh yeah, so here's here's <laughs> or what Or the whispers. Uh yeah. Here's what. Um okay, and here's why I think uh there was a problem with it. So first and foremost, um I, I enjoyed this movie. Um, I did not enjoy it as much as the first, but I can make an argument for reasons why I could have, and maybe as more will come out, I possibly uh, should have. Well, but I think they said there's only going to be three. No, nope, there's going to be five. Oh, okay. Okay, and keep that in mind, because that is key to this whole yeah, thing. First off, um, I was told it was three, um, a while back, and then I checked, and I it was five. Now, when I went to this movie, I was on the assumption that this was the second part of maybe three, or maybe it was just the second, and I thought that it was going to be more of the first, but over in London, and having, uh, you know, Jude Law being in there, you know, as Dumbledore, and, and you know, doing some stuff. So if you're like, I can't wait to go and see young Dumbledore, well... You're gonna see him. It's not a Dumbledore movie. Uh, it's not. He's not in it very much. Let's yeah. just say two scenes max, probably. And uh, so, if you're all excited for that aspect, temper it. Um, <laughs> just know that now there is no books for these to go off of. This is J.K. Rowling, and she's writing well, this. Technically, and, there is one. Yeah, there is. She wrote um, the textbook Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. She did. Um. This is a movie that is all, and I mean all, story-driven. It's story-driven to set up and further the franchise. Yeah, it's so, essentially Harry Potter 3 and 4. It's essentially of. Harry Potter 6 or Star Wars Empire Strikes 
back is basically what I likened it to. It's downtrodden. It's dark. It's serious as a heart attack. There's not many laughs. Yeah, the first war is beginning. Yeah, it's like, like World it, War One is happening. Well, I think this is where the disconnect is, though, is that nobody is expecting what they're getting, and it's and it's not. I, I think critics uh, got it wrong. I think fans weren't paying attention or anybody was paying attention because I pretty much knew that that was what it was going to be. I thought there would be a little more wiggle room instead of just straight story for two hours and 20 minutes. But I, again, I appreciate the foundation that they laid because as these new ones come out, I'm going to be like, I'm really glad they got that all laid down as a foundation in the second one. Yeah. And when I go back and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do my fantastic beast-a-thon. I'm going to watch all five movies. You know, I think that part two uh, will have and gain a lot more appreciation. I think right now fans are pissed because they went to get a nice, whimsical, fantastic beast, Harry Potter-esque movie, which there is a lot of Potter Easter eggs in, which I'm not going to get into. Pay attention to a lot of the names. And if you are very familiar with the Harry Potter series, you're going to be very familiar with the names and some of the characters that are on there. Um, but again... This is all meant to drive the story, and it's the first time that I've actually seen Johnny Depp, like, I don't know, act <laughs> a little bit. He wasn't Since Pirates 1, maybe? Yeah, he wasn't Johnny Depp about it, you know yeah. what I mean? Which is something that he's needed to do for a long time. Was it um, a Hunter S. Thompson impression? Oh, no, no. This was, this was Johnny Depp playing a character. And it's something I hadn't what, seen what in a idea. while. I know, right? I, the last time I saw it was in an unlikely source, and that was that movie Tusk oh, yeah. of Kevin Smith. Uh, and that's not a great movie. But I liked Johnny Depp in it uh, because he was playing a character and really having fun with it. And when I say that, I mean that, you know, uh, it's weird. We're talking about it in a, a preview from this. Uh, it just comes right on. Darker, bolder goes for it. That's kind of what I'm saying right now. Yeah, but I think uh, they're trying to. They're curb like, them. yeah, they're like, let's get this and maybe, maybe let's try to let them know what it's really about. Yeah, because uh, over those the first couple of trailers didn't do that. No, they did not. It made it look like more of the first in London. It yeah. really did, and I think that's what everybody expected, and it wasn't. Um, now, if you know that and you go back and you watch it, I think you're going to get a lot more out of it, or if you at least have the expectations, I don't think you're going to walk out of there going, well, shit. You know, feel like that was just a big old waste. Now I'm all depressed. Like, you know, like J-Rod said, bad shit's going on in the world yeah, <laughs> at that ain't, time. It ain't pretty. I mean, think about uh, think about Harry Potter 4, the Goblet of Fire, when the war really starts. What What's the first, well, what's the last major event that happened? Some bitch dies. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you who, just in case, but yeah. there is a major death. Alert. Yeah, there's a major death in that movie, and it took people who had not read the books by surprise. I was one of them people. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, who's this guy? And I think I prepped you pretty well. It's like, the war's going to start. Yeah, and I was like, no, 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 no. And I was like, quit it, yeah. Oh, Death Eaters. <laughs> yeah. Shit. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. yeah, and... Uh, uh, yeah, it just keeps going from there. Mm -hmm. uh, Harry mm -hmm. Potter starts all nice and fun and gets dark. Yeah, you get two, two and a half fun-loving movies out of Harry Potter. Yeah. After um, that, it gets so, a little... I mean, the formula's there, so people should have known that this wasn't going to be a, a gut-busting laugh riot, yeah. you know, um, but maybe, maybe they didn't. So that's why I'm here to tell you, if you've not seen it yet, that's what to expect. So if you go, well, it's just been reviewed so awful... 
It's because it was watched by people who didn't really expect to see that and were kind of pissed off that it wasn't what they wanted it to be. Yeah, and the first movie was very complete. It was one movie. And it could have standed alone. Yeah. And if if it didn't make money, they were like, cool, we did the one movie and it's good as it stands. But it did make money. And they're like, we want four more of these and she's going to write it. And some people think that she needs to be stopped and this is way too much. And I'm not one of those people. I'm like, I like these movies. I'll keep going to see these movies if she keeps putting them out. I don't, I just, I like them. I don't know. I can't help that. I think that they're, they're, I like movies about magic. I don't know. But yeah, well, I'm in, you know, I'm all in at this point. Two, so. two things. Um, hope I keep remembering them both. Um, J.K. Rowling don't fuck around. No. Um, she tells children's stories in the original Grimm's fairy tale, Hansel and Gretel gonna eat your children. That's right. Kind of vein. She don't, she don't piss about. No, um, no, indeed. She goes for the gut. Yeah. Um, the second thing is she is doing, uh, to toot my own horn a little bit here, exactly what I knew she would do when Harry Potter ended. She said she was never going to write a Harry Potter story again. I said, well, she won't probably ever write a story with Harry Potter in it unless he like shows up in the background somewhere. Mm-hmm. What she will do is do the, the Tolkien thing and write... All of the prequels, the Cimmerillion, she's mm-hmm. going to go back after this is done. I imagine she'll go back and do the founding of Hogwarts yeah. with Slytherin and Hufflepuff oh, yeah. and all them characters. Oh, yeah. They, she's going to keep going back in time. Cimmerillion, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Slip that in there. That's nice. Well, it's basically the tale of Adam and Eve from the Middle Earth Lord of the Rings perspective. Yeah. It's the Cimmerillion, if mm-hmm. you're not aware. And that's what she's going to do. She's going to keep going back and back and back till she gets to the beginning, which yeah. is what Tolkien did. Basically, so if you're already tired you best brace yourself yeah. uh, and you don't have to go and see these movies but i promise you they are gonna keep yeah. coming out and, and ain't none of them i mean they're all probably gonna end pretty happy but ain't none of them gonna uh they, i'll tell you this without spoiling it this movie does not end happy <laughs> yeah the second uh, people gonna piece. die and i think that's why people are, didn't like it they're like thank fred and george weasley that shit's gonna go on all the time Pour one out for Fred. <laughs> That's right. One ear, George. Yeah. Domhnall Gleeson made it, though. He did. He yeah. did. And he made it career-wise, too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unlike most of them. Yeah, he's he's making good movies and doing good work. And and the other one, you, you know, Harold Potter made it. Uh, well, he's know, doing his art housey thing. Yeah. He's trying to break that. Yeah, and getting naked for horses and stuff. Well, and that was on Broadway. That's a little different. But he did the... Uh, the Swiss Army Man. Yeah. He's farting mm-hmm. stuff. Which also had Bill... No, which one did it have? Who was the other guy in it? Uh, it was... Uh, oh, it's the guy I don't like. Uh, Paul Dano. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. not a big fan. He was good in that, though. Yeah. But I'm not a huge fan of Paul Dano. But but yeah, so I mean, my, my ratings on this movie are going to be a little skewed. I gave it a strong 75%, which is you know a lot higher than others. It's like 40-something. And I'm like, no, no, no. No, no. First off, it's a beautiful movie to look at as far as the filming and what's mm-hmm. going on and everything else. The costumes are done very, very nice. The world is set up good. I wanted more Dan Fogler. Um, I, I was a little upset that he wasn't in it as much as I would have liked, more than Dumbledore. Like, I expected Dude to be in it the whole time. And he was how she ish. plays, dude. It's not how she plays. Yeah, like, he was. Especially with five movies. If it was three movies, I'd be with you. I mean, he and he was in a good 
chunk of it, but not as you would want him to be. Like, he's doing stuff well, off screen. And I think that goes back to the marketing. He's in the whole goddamn trailer, so people are like, oh, he's in this yeah. movie. I, my favorite character from the first movie. I can't wait to see him in more exploits. Yeah, uh, the first trailer was him talking the whole time as you, like, zoom in on his back and he turns around at the last moment. And the second trailer was just him defending Newt Scamander and talking to Newt Scamander the yeah. whole time. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Yeah. Again, the false marketing, you know, those executives are like, oh, people are going to want to see Dumbledore. Yeah, could have been handled better. Yeah. And I think that's what is causing the low scores and the just the fact that it's not taking the world by storm. So, um, yeah, there's that. Um, I, I put it at a 75. If I was to give it a stars, I'd give it a four. Can we, can we talk about uh, the Dumbledore con- controversy? About the, the lack of his gayness yeah. on screen for his three scenes. Yeah. I only, <laughs> sure. I only have one thing to say about it, and that's, it's not Dumbledore's movie, people. Get over yourselves. Move yeah, on. And not that. It's not that it wasn't there. It's, that, that it's, it's not, not about it's his not, gayness. Yeah, and it's not. There was no need for it to even be brought up is yeah, the point exactly, that needs yeah. to be made here. Is that it's even not even that it's not Dumbledore's movie. It's that the scenes that he was in, it's not like uh, he was at Newt's going to be like, hey, you know what? Hey, oh, are you gay? <laughs> well, yes, I am. Thank oh, you for asking. Yeah, I am. Uh, I know that you're not, but you know anybody that wants to fuck? Like, <laughs> I, we, we'll, get some, we'll do some wizardry and fuck, you know? It ain't like that. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that, but there's no point or place for it in this movie. Maybe it will come out down the line. But if again, if you're going to for this movie for all the Dumbledore, yeah, uh, prepare thyself. Uh, he's not in it very much. He's and, doing his Dumbledore thing. And when he thing. is, he's not being gay uh, about oh. it. I mean, if there's a way to be, I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I guess. Well, he's it isn't. Happy-ish. Isn't that the point eventually that sometime at some point somebody can just be in a movie and be gay and not have it be a big deal yeah like shouldn't like, it already be that way yeah i would think so i'm like even well, if it is dumbledore i do have a fucking harry like, i do have a question it? what class did he teach did they say oh they did it was the dark the fa- arts oh was it mm-hmm. okay All it right. was the dark that's arts interesting that's yeah because there was a uh, well, it's, yeah, I, but there was a, from the trailer. It looked like it was in that classroom. That's there why. was a very well. It was, and if you've seen Harry Harold Potter three, mm-hmm. then you'll know uh, an activity that they reprise. Um, oh. With different students and, of course, a different teacher. Oh, the Bogart? Uh, perhaps, maybe, mm-hmm, perhaps, mm-hmm. maybe not. I don't want to be spoiling or spoilers in here, but... Uh, uh, no, I'm putting this together from what I've seen of the trailers and images. Mm-hmm, but, yeah, it, he is the, what is it, the Dark Arts? Mm-hmm. Uh, defense, defense Against... Defense Against yeah. the Dark Arts. Uh, yeah, that's... That's very interesting. Yeah. And also, uh, an eagle-eyed fans have noticed a McGonagall controversy. As one of oh, the she teachers, not gay enough either. <laughs> yes, right. That's right. Uh, one of the teachers was a young Mrs. McGonagall, but they figured out that she would have had to have been much. Uh, the aging didn't align, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Did you guys think this through, or did you just want to?" Uh, I, I know her from Harry Potter. Uh, McGonagall. Well, that's rolling. She did that for a reason. She did not just throw McGonagall in that movie. I promise you. Uh, no, I'm not saying that. But uh, I don't know if like they're like, hey, can we make that lady Miss McGonagall? No, yeah. she wouldn't do that. She has complete control. Does she really? Oh yeah. Oh, she has got the fucking 
power. She then. writes all the movies, all the you know the treatments. She doesn't write the full screenplay, yeah. but she writes all the treatments. Well, I don't she know has... if it's age, but something about McGonagall does not line up in this movie. Where me, I saw it and I was like, oh, neat, kind of cool, you know, old and the yeah. other ones and young. And well, it, it couldn't. It couldn't like it because it's wizardry you just never know too she might just be like i want to go back through well and people think that dumbledore lives so long because he had a taste of the philosopher's stone once or twice yes uh now there may or may not been of an introduction of a mr uh nicholas flamel Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. who may not and might know a thing about that philosopher's stone he might uh but he might not and so so there's no reason why mcgonagall may not have a taste or two of that as well Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. just extend that life a little bit they never really talk about her age specifically in the it's books true. that I can remember. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, there's that. But, you know, ultimately for this movie, I say lighten up, Francis. It's a movie <laughs> yeah. about magic. Uh, enjoy. Go forth and enjoy. Don't overthink. Well, I think I think that might be part of the problem is people thought they were going to enjoy it in a different way. Yeah, they were. That is a problem. It is marketed wrong, and it is it does set you up to think that you're getting more of the first, and they do drop a hammer of reality and seriousness on you throughout the yeah, whole that's thing. That's how she gets people to come back. But like, I was like, I'm glad she did that because, A, now I feel like I'm really invested in mm-hmm. this shit. There's a full-on story as opposed to a, a guy that came to New York and some of his whimsical beasts got out and he mm-hmm. needs to contain them. It's like, oh, shit, this is much bigger now. Yeah. This is much, yeah. much bigger I mean, now. Well, and it, it does. It makes a giant leap Yeah, and in terms of If that. you are not familiar or don't remember from the movies or not familiar with the books, Grindelwald is the motherfucker who inspired uh, He Who Must Not Be Named. Yeah, he's a bad dude. So shit ain't going to get better he's a bad for a dude. while. And not only that, but in this movie you go, is he a bad dude? Yeah, right. And that's the question. Well, that's the parallel. That's the Magneto thing, too. It that's is. why I love Magneto. I know. And it's also in full play here, too. Mm-hmm. Like, And that's why I liked this character. I'm like, Johnny Depp was... Uh, he was good. Mm-hmm. And the character was good. I look forward to more uh, story now. Like, since I've seen this, I'm like, I want more. Yeah. But not everybody was like that. So, hopefully, uh, with adjusted expectations on its home release market, I think it'll get a lot a lot more fair play because right now it's a little bit more of a reaction reviews as opposed to in-game type reviews. Mm -hmm. Like there's a reason this needs to be like this and they fucked up telling you how you should approach it, I guess. Yeah. So that's, that's how I feel about that. How do I feel about Wreck-It Ralph? Oh, buddy. I love that shit real good. I liked it a lot. They made a damn fine use out of Every fucking stitch and corner of that Disney licensing the licensing <laughs> market, like and all of their properties. Well, and uh, some I don't, I don't know if they did or how they could have gotten the licensing for some of the things. Nah, maybe they're just like, yeah, it's Disney. Fuck it. We well, I think some of it was so brief they could, you know, you can show like the logo of something without getting in too much trouble. Yeah, for but a you notice amount. the one website that they really focused on. They had to switch the name of it, the BuzzTube. Yeah, it's true. And a couple others, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we got it. Yeah, so yeah. We got it. I did like the Twitter, the the example of Twitter. Oh, yeah. That was yeah, hilarious. Yeah, that was good stuff. Yeah, the, the way that they go about telling this story and the way that they show you what the, what the inner workings of the Internet would look like 
you know, obviously imagined. Yeah, from for, inside. You know, with with people on the inside doing stuff. Uh, you know, it's pretty fucking clever and smart. Oh, like, and the, the writing is is next level good. And I know what you want to know about is the Disney princess scene, and that shit does not disappoint. Oh my god, no! And then it continues to play like that shit is laugh good. out oh, loud. Yeah, that stuff's real Whoa. good. Also, stay till that, the end of the movie. There's two end credit scenes, and one of them was funny as oh, I only hell. Saw the one. Oh yeah, yeah. There's two. That's a shame. And uh, the one is funny as hell. It was one of the funniest scenes in the whole fucking movie. The first one? Yeah, uh, the first little post credit yeah. scene. You know, um, I, it, I mean, it's been one of my favorite movies of the year. I don't know how I can review it much better than that. This was one of my most favorite trips to the movie of the year. It's pretty great. I loved it, and I didn't see 3D. And damn it, I wish I would have. Yeah, I, I felt like the. The beginning was a little rushed, but you had to get to that internet, so I, I, I forgive it. Also, I think in 3D, that internet stuff would look great in yeah. 3D, especially IMAX 3D. I was listening to Rogan the other day, and uh, it's, it's such an interesting perspective, because he's like friends with these people oh, yeah. who are doing voices of this movie. He's like, I couldn't I couldn't get over it, because it's Sarah Silverman. I'm like, oh, that's my friend, Sarah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. Not talking like Sarah Silverman. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's like, no matter how much she disguises her voice, it sounds just like her. I mean, it is and it isn't, but yeah, yeah you, you know that's Sarah Silverman, yeah, you but at do. the same time, you know, she ain't talking like that in regular mm-hmm. life. But at the same time, it's John C. Riley too. And John C. Riley's got a big winner. He's got four movies coming out this winter. Oh, the uh, Stan this, and the, Ollie looks good. The, the Stan great. and Ollie. He's got the Sisters Brothers, which is already out. He's got the Wreck It Ralph. The Holmes. And then the, the, the Holmes and Watson. So, mm-hmm. I mean, like, it's the winner of C. Riley here. Well, he's been off for a while. Like, in between the last Wreck It Ralph, he took a little bit of a break. Well, he was doing TV stuff. He was doing yeah. the Dr. Stephen Brule, which is pretty funny if you've yeah. not seen that. <laughs> It's pretty. This is very weird and very funny. Hi, I'm Doctor Steve Brule. (laughs) Yeah, if you don't know much about Steve Brule, you should check that out. Well, that started as a bit on the Tim and Eric show and has just evolved into its own. Is that where that came from? Oh yeah, yeah, Tim and Eric's Uh, awesome show. Yeah, if you've not seen that, that's pretty good too. I didn't talk about weird. Yeah, that is weird. I didn't see the movie though. No, I didn't. I think they actually have two movies. I only ever saw it on um, Adult Swim. Yeah, I saw it. No, they Waiting. had it on something. I don't remember what it was, but yeah. but yeah, no, the Wreck It Ralph's a no brainer. This is the easiest review that I can make. This is a go and see it. If you like the first one, you're going to love the second. I like the second one more than the first one, but I love the first one. Just, I don't know how I can say more when they're, I love them both as much as I do, but I guess uh, because I, I've not I'm seen it. I'm going to say I much, like the but, first one more, but it, it just has to more more to do with the way the story's told. It hits home a little harder. The first one for me. Yeah, I mean, I and that's just it too. When I watch the first one, I'll be like, yeah, no, I don't like it as much. And then I'll put the second one in, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, exactly. I do, I do like it. But they are both equally great on their own merits. And this one slides a little bit of a positive message in there without browbeating you over the head with it about cyberbullying, which is kind of nice. Uh, and they don't. They don't dwell on it, and they don't even say that that's what they're doing, but I know damn well. Well, there's a lot of education about the internet for kids in this uh, movie. There really is. There is uh, a lot and, of education And I going think on. that's uh, another brilliant way well, to... Well, yeah, and like you age. said, they slip it in. It's yeah. not... You're not like, you need to blah, 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 and this yeah. is a problem in Be America. careful, kids. And, and, you know, it ain't like that. It's uh, It just comes up naturally, and the film 
and it's dealt with quickly and yeah, sad parts it's, and happy parts and all yeah, kinds of stuff. Yeah, it's it really is. It's one of the best <laughs> the movies I've seen. Search bar trying to guess what they're saying. Oh yeah, the, oh my auto my auto feel is a, a tad bit aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I just absolutely loved it. So did everybody in the theater that saw it with me. So did I mean so did Anne. They're like this is a movie that if you go to see it, you're going to love it. Your kids are going to love it and you're going to want to watch it again and again. Just like the first one. If you don't like the first Wreck-It Ralph, I don't know how what that's possible. What the fuck possible. is wrong with you? I don't know how that's possible, but uh, I'm going to say that if you're in that small, small percentage, you won't like the second, but I never have met anybody in my life that saw Wreck-It Ralph that didn't like it. Yeah, we um we did the smart thing. We, we watched the first one on the Wednesday and then went oh, on nice. the Thursday. And so that was nice to be like, oh, I, yeah, that's yeah. the thing. There was oh, yeah. no no lack of, uh, what, what is that from again? Who's that guy? What's going oh, on? Oh, yeah. No, I, I did it. Uh, we went Tuesday just because of the Thanksgiving week and, and, and all that before I met up with, uh, with you for Creed. And I did it Monday night. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. So I went pretty much right in as well. Um, but yeah, it's great. Uh, you know, that's that movie. I, I say 100%. Uh, obviously, if I really wanted to try to find a fly, I'd have to search, but maybe there'd be one in there. But this is a no brainer. It's a five star movie. Bring your kids, bring everybody and have some fun because this is a this is a great fun. What Thanksgiving week movie should be about um, is, is that now that brings us to Creed 2. Not as funny as Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> no no uh not at all spoiler yeah um okay so this basically kind of plays as a direct sequel to both creed and both rocky four so you can watch theoretically rocky four creed then creed two you could theoretically watch rocky four and then creed two or you could just watch creed two and it all stands yeah. um i this is going to sound worse than it is because I liked Creed two. I thought it would be a little better. I did too. Uh, I didn't. I didn't walk out of there going, uh, "Man, that's the greatest thing." When I saw Creed the first time, I walked out of that theater and I went, "Fuck yeah, yeah!" And I did too. I'm not even kidding. I was like, "That was badass." Mm-hmm. When I walked out of the theater for Creed two, the one that I fully expected to go, "Motherfuck, double fuck, triple fuck, yeah." I Let's went do some push-ups. Yeah, I went. It's, it's good, you know. Yeah. Um, and and I'm gonna break it down. So here's the thing: Stallone movies, as I've noticed, old Stallone, um, starting with Expendables ish, but more so his Rambo's and his Rockies. He, I have now learned his formula of movie making, and it's a little old. It didn't seem as old. Oh, yeah, it's a classic style. It didn't seem as old uh, with Creed, the first Creed. Well, uh, there's a reason for that, which I'll remind me we'll get to. Um, but uh, this movie, and I don't know if maybe it was intended to feel like a throwback. I don't think it was. I think it's just how Stallone makes movies. Um, well, he didn't write or direct this one. He didn't. He oh, he didn't write it. No. Oh, I thought he did. It wasn't directed by Ryan well, Coogler he, either. He does get a writing credit, but I think he wrote the Rocky stuff. You know what I mean? Uh, okay. Um, now this is not directed by Ryan Coogler either. No. Um, which is huge yeah. because Ryan Coogler is a massive talent who did Creed one, which was awesome, and then went on to do uh, Black Panther, and now he is deeply entrenched in the Marvel stable of directors, especially after losing a huge talent like James Gunn. Mm-hmm. They're not letting any of their other guys go. 
they're like, fuck, uh, we have yeah. to find a replacement. Not until this, this Avengers and, mess uh, gets settled up. And that's not going to be an easy thing to do. Yeah. And um, even if we wanted to change our mind, now we can't because he's hired. Yeah. <laughs> and writing movies for the, for the enemy at that point. Um, not for us because, hey, we're finally going to get another uh, good DC movie, hopefully, uh, if Aquaman holds up. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, so my problems with Creed. Uh, and let me let me say, I did still like this movie. I am going to own it because I own the other Creed. But I expected to leave Creed really pumped up. And I left Creed going, well, that was about as predictable as it can be. I actually said words in my head that completed. Well, what and the, out loud. Yeah, and out loud <laughs> what the character was about to say. It didn't look like they really tried hard to come up with uh, a super story here it was a very simple story and i guess i was upset at i expected predictability but i didn't expect to know every scene how the scene was going to play out and what they were going to say all before it actually happened mm -hmm. in almost every scene of the movie yeah and that was a little problematic um, I think the biggest problem with this movie is there's not that much fighting in it. There's barely any at yeah. all. I wanted to see some boxing. There was two boxing matches. That were really short. Yeah, that were short, um, which was well, sweet. Well, technically the first there were three. So great. Technically, technically there was. Yeah. But the first Creed was so great because of how great those boxing matches were. And that's, one of the, that's what I wanted to get back to is when you say the old formula didn't seem old for Creed 1, I think that's because the way they filmed those boxing matches yeah. and the way those boxing matches played out oh, on that's screen too. was never done like that before, and no. I wanted to see that again. Yeah, me I, too. I remember... It was great. Look, as You can go back and listen to the, uh, the Creed 1 review we did. The... You felt like you were in the ring fighting motherfuckers yeah. yourself the you way sure they did. filmed it. It was great. Um, um, and that it, that did not carry over at all. It's oh, almost no, it was, like they took that gone. and threw it right out the window. Yeah, that's, that's Ryan Coogler's shooting style, too. He is a very, very in-touch 21st century filmmaker. Yeah. He knows what's up. He knows how he wants to do it. And he knows how he's going to do it. He's going to be good enough that we're going to like it. And he doesn't need to ask for our permission. Well, yeah. He already knows. And they didn't do the Rocky thing where the music plays and they do the montage of the rounds. There wasn't going a to, montage the, at all. There was a new wave type of yeah, montage. Yeah, and there was one in the final fight. Let's put it that oh, way. Oh, yeah, okay. There yeah. was one that condensed the whole middle of the fight kind of down. Which it shouldn't have done. No, and it went right up to the end. Yeah, that's because that's not... Yeah. We want to see that whole thing. Yeah, Condense the other shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, like, mm -hmm. nah. And there's another aspect of it that comes up that I'm like, cool, I don't care. <laughs> um, and it is a major story point. And I'm like... Oh, the the lady I, friend? Yeah, well, that and all that, that comes mm -hmm. with yep, the yep. accoutrement. Yep, yep. Um, there's a couple of things. And I'm just like, ah, respectfully, I don't care. Yeah. Fight. Get in the ring. Yeah. Uh, come on, man. Like, And then I think the biggest and most egregious um, thing that made me go, yeah, this is lazy, is... I, and it's hard to say this without giving it away so i'm going to say this if you've seen all of the rocky movies okay basically one of the rocky movies that's not rocky 4 has been taken and used as the bare bones script and outline yeah. for this whole fucking movie and it's basically like watching that rocky all over again 
with a different character with Rocky in it less than he sh- should be and less than you would want him to be. Yeah. Um, because I also, in addition to enjoying Creed, I want more Rocky because I love fucking Rocky. I love, I'm, <laughs> ha, 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 I love fucking comma Rocky movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're great. Um, for what they are. I mean, even they've aged, they've aged a little bit, but I mean that, that you, you know what makes the Rocky movies great. Yeah. Um, I wanted more of that, and you don't really get anything about Rocky in this movie much at all. Um, I fine, okay. I mean, it's a Creed movie, I get it, but for a Rocky movie that brings back his greatest nemesis, I didn't feel any of that. I felt a very little bit of it, but like, there's hardly any interaction between Drago and Rocky. I can only think of one time, yep. mm-hmm. maybe twice. There, no, there's the one. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is, I. Why? Huh? Yeah. So it it really suffers from not having uh, Ryan Coogler that can make a fast paced movie that's a two and a half hour movie seem like it goes by in a blink. Mm-hmm. This was a two hour and twelve minute long movie that felt like it drug on. Yeah, could have um, been could have been an adventure. Yeah, movie. and if it Length was filmed anyway. differently, I would not have mind all of that. But you know. Uh, it did what it did. And I was like, okay, cool. It's lazy. It's sloppily thrown together. Um, and the story's not all that great and it's super predictable, but it is Rocky. It is characters I like. And the end, uh, you know, I could be like, you know, I, I, even though I see this coming, which everybody should at that point, I was upset with all the other stuff that I saw coming and that basically I, I was able to complete that script in my head before it ever even happened on the screen. The reason it's so disconcerting is you could do all of the things they did in a slightly different way. And it would have been way more engaging if you hadn't done it. Like it was Rocky three, Rocky four and and dial. It's like Sylvester Stallone wrote this in the eighties and was like, I dug this out of the basement. Basically is what it is. (laughs) Uh, that's, I think he did uh, in a sense. <laughs> yeah. Like he's like, well, we can use this script now, and we'll just yeah. cross out Rocky and put Creed. Mm-hmm. But you know, I also, I also, I fucking also would have liked to have seen a little damn bit more of a tribute to the damn man himself. You're gonna talk about Rocky Four. You're gonna talk about Ivan Drago. How are you gonna have no Carl Weathers flashbacks or anything of the sort in this motherfucker? Mm. You show us a picture and that's it. Yeah. And yeah. a belt that says his name. Well he watched the video too. Like there was one point But you didn't see Carl Weathers? Well, you did, now but we he got was a getting, stew going. Not today. <laughs> he, he was getting his ass beat. But I mean, oh, okay, yeah, I guess so. On the, yeah. he was watching the tablet. Yeah, okay, the, okay, but that's it. Yeah, that was it. It wasn't no big thing, and it wasn't. There was barely any conversation yeah. with Rocky about what happened and why he did what he did. No. Um. So you know, uh, I'm gonna say this. I give it a 65. What? Yeah, man. Uh, or lady, yeah, 65. <laughs> or uh, non-binary or, person. Yeah, or, you know, whatever it is that you identify as. Uh, uh, I identify as someone who's not oppressive, so I win. There you go. <laughs> uh, you know, that's what we should all do right that's there. That's right. Uh, but no, I, like, so not great numbers, but it doesn't mean it's not worth seeing. It just, man, when it's coming after something as good as Wreck-It Ralph. Uh, See, I saw it, it before, and I still wasn't. 
um, very pleased. Uh, yeah, I had problems. Yeah, there's you know? a long stretch where there's no fighting, and, and it's just boring. Like, it gets a little come boring. On, yeah, it's like let's get over this fucking hump here. Let's get yeah. moving. And I got bored a couple times. And, and that should not be happening. Characters who are not involved in the story at that point for various reasons, and that gets annoying for it too long. It goes yeah, on for too long. It does. Now I am going to end on a positive note, though. Is that the kid who played Drago's son? Oh yeah, a mm-hmm. fucking monster! Yeah, Holy there, there, shit! There is no way these two people would be in the same ring in a sanctioned fight. Which is another problem <laughs> because yeah, he's right. When you see the two together, Michael B. Jordan is not a small person. No. He's tall. He's pretty fucking muscular and this dude dwarfs him yeah makes him look like me well and i was talking i mentioned that to my dad actually during the thanksgiving festivities and he said well you know uh the the guy who played the bad guy in rocky four was the same and i said yes but that was not actually a sanctioned fight no it wasn't that was an exhibition fight it was and so that makes way more sense yes it certainly does um the you know boxing 101 Mm -hmm. right there this didn't bother to even say that uh and second off man like i i like michael b jordan and man he is in some shape but i don't believe for a second that he would ever be able to beat this guy in any fight in any cage in any ring in any fashion whatsoever yeah and not this because man is he's a fucking monster yeah not because he's not strong or fit or athletic it's because the other dude literally has six inches on the reach yeah and is built like a brick shit house yeah. the dude is like he's a professional wrestler's dream but he's oh, a yeah. real boxer mm-hmm. like this guy is built like a superhero yeah like the one like an action figure mm-hmm. but in real life he had I think he had an eight pack and nine. Like, he's got that Batman one in the middle, and he's got that shit that on the side. Too, oh yeah, that yeah. Like you know, mm-hmm. I don't. But that leads to like the unmentionables, the you know? straps. Yeah. But like the, even that shit's fit. Like, mm-hmm. damn. Yeah. And Anna was like, "That's the stuff the girls like, right there." <laughs> I'm like, "Well, I'll bet they do. I'm not gonna have those side strips there, yeah. or even those little. You know, I'll, I'll do a keg, not a six pack." Yeah. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, but no, I, I was genuinely impressed by that man's size. He didn't have to speak much, so there was you no. Know who I think did the best but... acting in this movie is Dolph Lundgren. God bless that yeah, man. He seriously, really, he, he got. Really I felt bad good. for him. Yeah, and we're not supposed to. No, and I felt way worse for him than Stallone. Yeah, they keep rubbing it in his face all movie long. I'll tell you what, and and Dolph Lundgren gets that gets range. Yeah, like. Mm-hmm. He goes through an arc. Yeah. He's the only one that does. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know? especially a kind of unpredictable arc. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Cool. We have a we have a we have a start, a middle, and an end yeah. for Dolph. And another thing we talked about on the ride home is there are very few actual shots where people are oh. in the same frame together at the same it's time a, yeah it's a shot of michael b jordan then it's a shot of stallone then it's a shot they're never on yeah. screen together and then you're like okay it's fight time okay okay cool he just came out to this song that's pretty badass what hype song is creed gonna come out to oh, man his girlfriend is singing a song that's a slow song with a weird beat yeah it's got like slow, a fast funky beat but like, she's singing all slow what, to it what what Hey, fighters get to come out to what they want to. Yeah, but they can't have their girlfriend singing, usually, in Russia. Yeah. I mean, they just... 
I can't get into reasons why she shouldn't have been there. Yeah. If the mom was also there, mm-hmm. like, hold on. <laughs> yeah. You forgot to do something. Yeah, we're not even going to so mention this. We're not this. getting into that, but you forgot something. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> and third off, they're not going to let you come over to Russia and have you come out second with a laser light music show with a laser light show for a song that's not even upbeat or even cool. Well, like, th- there's where it does deviate from Rocky Four because in Rocky Four, um, Rocky just walked out. Yeah, there was no to music. booze and th- shit being thrown at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and then what did he come out to? Like the Russian national anthem? Yeah, the or Russian the, national anthem. Yeah, the USSR na- mm-hmm. anthem or whatever it was. Yep. Um, and so that. That plays heavily on your mind, especially in the audience. Like, oh, shit, we're in a foreign land. This yeah, isn't this is, normal. Yeah, exactly. Rockies should be coming out to at least some sort of music. What's going on here? And they just totally threw that out the window. So you're totally comfortable with the situation Not when to you mention, shouldn't be. Uh, one thing that really bothered me about that. Okay, so this is a revenge fight for Creed. His dad got killed by making an elaborate entrance in Rocky Four and not taking the man seriously. Well, yeah, yeah. And what does he do? He makes an elaborate entrance. Maybe he's taking him a little more seriously, but, like, dude. Yeah. You know what the... Come on, yeah. man. Like, and you got your girlfriend, like, nah, man, like... This is Russia. This is not MGM's grand here, you know? Yeah. Like, that would work. And how come there is never any weight cutting in boxing movies? Yeah, That's what yeah, I want. You don't have to see anybody actually cut weight or nothing like this because they're already buffed. The only cut time I've ever go, seen but... that on screen was Foxtrot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fox. Mm-hmm. Fox Catcher? Yeah, that's yeah, what Fox I mean. Catcher. Oh, good movie there. So, yeah, I mean, sorry to burst your Creed bubble if you hadn't seen it. Um, there's a good chance you probably already have. Cause, yeah, I mean, if you were going to see it in a theater. Yeah, I mean, it's been a big week, and you probably have already seen both. But if not, let this be a guiding beacon. Uh, and that's going to do it for our show this week. We're going to be back next week. Anniversary of the Apocalypse came out, or comes out this weekend. And if we can figure out a way, we're going to try to see that. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to try to get that. Uh, it's going to try to be the main goal of next week. Also... Really want to try to get to Green Book here soon, too. Uh, it's not been around us yet. I suspect it will be here in short order. So uh, I think it's going to come around on that second wave. Yeah. So, um, you know, and I'm expecting Oscar stuff out of that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, we'll see. Uh, sometimes we don't get those around here till mid-December-ish. Sometimes uh, it's even January. Sometimes it's January, and sometimes it's no in the April. November. Uh, yeah. But sometimes it's you know after the damn Oscars come out. But uh, you know we got uh, some good stuff in the pipeline. The reason that there was a uh, you know a week off, there was some Thanksgiving and some stuff came up. So we figured that it would just be best to take care of everything and make our Christmas push. The next week we will take off. Will be most likely for Christmas as it's on a Monday, I think this year. And, yeah, I think you know, so. So the twenty sixth is going to be a little tough for us to probably reconvene so we'll probably have that week off but we will be there for all of your christmas movie needs and of course uh everything leading up to that so uh to recap uh wreck it ralph slam dunk home run the creed 2 eh, you see it if you want and the grindelwald 
pay attention to what we said, <laughs> get the right mindset, and go see it, and you'll leave happy. Mm-hmm. And I can promise you, if you if you abide by those, if you abide by that, you'll dig it. And if you put Wreck It Ralph on the top, you're going to have a good time. So, in case I don't see it, good morning, good afternoon, and good night.